We are all connected. Join me as I talk to like-minded people about topics that are appropriate to the current times we are living in. My name is Lerato Shabalala and this is Relevant. Hello everybody, welcome to another uh, episode of Relevant with me, Lerato Shabalala. This is going to be such a great show. I'm talking to a woman I love, admire. Um, we have very, the two of us have one thing in common. We are very, 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 very honest. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes to our detriment, um, she is a phenomenal woman, somebody I'm, I'm very lucky to have known for an incredibly long time. She's the first woman in South Africa to, en- to anchor the World Cup. So this is really a, a great moment for me. Um, a radio sportcaster, she's on radio on Power FM, Power Lunch, she's on uh, Super Sports, she's a mama, she's a wife, uh, she will come to you on Twitter if you act the fool. I'm good, I'm good, what an intro, oh my gosh, like I need to, I, need, I need to check myself. <laughs> I really need to check myself. But what an intro. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. <laughs> I, you know I love you. You know I admire you. And I think we need more women like us to be honest. And I, I find, so both uh, you and I are turning 40 this year. I turned 40 in Feb and you're following in uh, September. So let's start there. How, yes, ma'am. Like our 40th year, we'll never forget it. Like, <laughs> yeah you know i i keep saying to my to my best friend who's also no just turned 40 in august at the beginning of august and he was talking about how for him it's almost like a 39.5 you know (laughs) because you 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 wish you could have had this grand entrance into uh your 40th year and then covid was like whoa Hold my beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, it's it's been quite a quite a memorable end to the thirties, eh? Sure. Yeah, we'll never ever ever forget it. Um I I think yeah. we have forty so J is like life begins at forty, okay. Um so yes. forty J is like yes. one of those years. And then now we have the added layer of like this this thing that is happening our lives are not the same you know it's just it's just at all at all it's like that year where the world took a gap year which is just insane like you've had to learn to dig deeper than you've ever dug before in your entire life you've had to learn to find strength you never thought you had um who your true friends are um what it is that you absolutely are passionate about because this was not the year to just be floating this was the year to find your absolute passion because we needed to find joy in spaces where you never knew it resided at all and one of the things i love about you is that you recognize that everybody else is struggling and you introduce levels of happy i think it is and you you're giving away prizes yeah. every week yeah um and i think that's the one thing we also have in common as well we like to give to people what made you go you know what okay so we're in lockdown it's not gonna be great but let's spread some cheer let's what, what uh, brought that spark in you to start levels of happy 
Um, to be honest with you, Levels of Happy started as a, it, it became a concept in my mind when I would go through my talk radio show and then you get so many people who are talking about their struggle, their daily struggle. And then you also getting the DMs on Twitter, you're getting the DMs on Instagram, on Facebook, people saying, I just need food. You know, everything else I see, I just need food. And unfortunately, you can only give so many people money. Eventually, I was like, you know, I need to find a way of just spreading a little bit of joy, that little bit of happy. And that's how Levels of Happy came about. And, and, and the reason Levels of Happy is because we went through, from the 21 days of lockdown, we went through, now we're now in level five, level four, <laughs> level, you know. So I was like, oh, okay, so these are the levels of what we're going through right now. And yeah, it's just my way of saying, I'm not able to help everybody, you know, because I have a salary that also has to cover me and, and the people around me. Um, so this is the little that I can do. Utilize the um, connections that I have to the different industries and see what I can do just to spread little bit of happiness and 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 i i always say to people i love what you said and i think this is going to be important for everybody listening to us at home that even when you are flying on a plane they say save yourself first so make sure that you can breathe before you help the next person and i think being able to see what your salary can cover can cover your family only then can you move forward and help other people. So we mustn't try to be martyrs. True. We always remember ourselves. But talking about levels, yeah. So <laughs> uh, there's, I, I think you saw, um, uh, there's a thing that's going around where uh, T-Boss was uh, DJing at home and the kids, <laughs> oh, yes. hey Luna, Karasa, come on, Maracong. And I wanted to ask you, as somebody who you were also dealing with load shedding, you know what I mean? You were trying to like connect. Can you tell people what that is like? Because a studio, for people who have not been to a studio, a studio is a very controlled environment. There's, there's a club yeah. that you're watching. Everything is soundproof. You know, there's, there's, yeah. you can't bring drinks into the studio. There's strict rules. And now the studio is your home. So yes. I, yes. I, I think T-Bus is not alone. Can we talk about that? The difficulty of that? Oh, gosh. No, T-Bus is definitely not alone. I mean, I've had incidents where because you are at home. So here's, here's what happens in my household. So I wake up in the morning. I wake the kids up and then I go to the in-home gym. That's my workout. I do my one hour workout and then I go shower. But in that time, my son and my daughter have to begin with school, right? So they get going with school. And then at a time when they leave school, because the little one finishes at like 12 and then my daughter finishes at like half past one, right? So they know that at... No, not half past one, half past 12. So at the time that school is done for them, then it means silence. I don't <laughs> want to see you. I don't want to hear you, right? So that I can do my show for two hours. So from one o'clock until three, that's my time. You're not allowed to get on the internet because, you know, we might have a little bit of lag and so on and so forth. So they, this, this has been a routine for a while. But you have those incidents. Like, for instance, in the middle of a link, you know, I'm busy talking to callers or I'm doing an interview. And the eight-year-old will come in and say, Mama, can I please have cookies? And you're like, dog, <laughs> really? <laughs> that was not the time to be asking people cookies. You know? 
I've, I've had incidents where he will be upset because I've punished him for something and then he will come sit right next to me and make these noises that he knows are going to irritate me just so he can try and get his way. So he's also known how to manipulate the system, you know? <laughs> so you now have to deal with, okay, there's this person in front of me that I can't exactly say, hey, when I out him, I'm busy, <laughs> you know? So it's just, oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. But they're learning slowly but surely. That one time when I had, um, there was load shading in the area and the network just refused to connect. And I had to drive to studio and my husband had left with my car keys. Um, so that means I had to Uber to work. And this Uber driver was just not feeling me saying, dude, I am in a rush. I need to get to work. Can we do this as quickly as possible? He was just like, hey, hey no, hey, you're going to get me fired from, from my job. Uh, you know, I can't speed. I see you're in a rush. Yeah, I, I get that. I understand. But, you know, there's nothing I can do. I must just stick to the speed limit. <laughs> like, yo, I have to go. Only thing is It's been fun times. Right? It's been fun times. But it, it's just, learning now to do things differently i would have never thought of working from home doing a radio show from home it's something that has always been um for your elite djs you know who paid their dues these are the djs who get to work from home and then covid said no everybody has to work from home that's insane and i think and i think for me the thing that's really also um funny for all of us is we have come to know the people who have children who are loud, um, who have uh, their spouses. <laughs> We've learned to know them by name. So it's, it's, it's incredibly awkward for all of us. I, I think we'll just, it'll, it's going to be like this for <laughs> a long time. But also you... I agree. You also um, uh, have a very hectic schedule. You're a working mom. And I was, re- I was reading an article where you spoke about the the guilt that you have is the fact that you don't get oh, yeah. to see your children often. You know, there was a time yeah. uh, when you yeah. were in Metro when your your call time was probably 4 a.m. because 5 a.m., you know, you were up and talking until... You had time. to be starting. Yeah. So yeah. how has that, has, has lockdown helped in that way? Because we have to see the, the gift of this thing. It's not only a curse. So has it helped in terms True. of family... Uh, coming together and spending more time together? To be honest with you, um, I'd gone through a period where I'd always said, I'm so afraid of a time when my husband and I are going to be together at home every day, (laughs) 24-7. What is going to happen? Because he's hardly ever at home. I'm hardly ever at home. So we'd never actually been in the same room for such an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. So when this lockdown happened, in the beginning, I had a lot of anxiety because I was like, ooh, this is going to be make or break for us. <laughs> and then at some point, you're seeing all these couples breaking up and you're like, ooh, Yo. nothing's going to be back. <laughs> you know? But the nice thing about it is that it, it gave us an opportunity to, to learn each other better. You know, I got to understand more when he needs his space, you know, like when he disappears and he locks himself in another room, I get to understand that that's when he wants his alone time. You know, um, I got to also understand my children and what it is that they want. Uh, even though right now, to be honest, I'm ready to, um, 
whoever wants children. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've got a 13-year-old and an 8-year-old. You are more than welcome to come fetch them from my house because I'm enough now. Yo, <laughs> I, I'm good. I, I, you know, I was saying to somebody that like, I, was, I had an IG live the other day <laughs> and I was saying, no matter who you are, no matter how great you, if you are having a, if, you, if you're worried about your relationship, it is no more because we are all going yes. through. I don't care how famous yes. you are, how big yes. your house is, oh, how yeah. much money oh, you've yeah. got. We are all in the struggle because when you are not true to, to, when you travel as, as couples, okay, when you, you always see it and it's, it's nice. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. To, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And tomorrow you're here. And now you are here. <laughs> the next day. And the next day. And I go there and you're here. It's like, you know, oh. But um, so, I love you, but. <laughs> you know, and you can't go out. You can't, you know, we would, you know, we would go out, go to Jameli, have a drink, laugh, talk. Now we can't do anything. Now we're like, yeah. Hey, yeah. we're sitting. So what, what have you done to um, mitigate for that? What are you doing differently? Um, and I know you and uh, Renee, I mean, you're wonderful. You're one of those wives who actually thanks your husband publicly. You know, um, mm-hmm. I remember there was a post, I think in June it was, where you were like, thank you for taking care of me emotionally. So, you know, you do actually yeah. thank him um, but what, what are some of the things that you've had to do and some of the things that personally as a whole, but also as a couple to yeah. help you weather this situation we're in? We talk a lot more. Um, my husband is one person who generally keeps to himself and he suffers alone, you know? So I've had to learn to, or also he's had to learn to open up a little bit more. Um, so we talk a lot, a lot more than we, we used to before. But the nice thing as well, we've had to learn to take time out, even though we're in the same house as the kids, you know, to be able to say, when the kids go to bed, we need to do something for us. So we'll have our little date nights, you know, we've had picnics in the yard. Um, we've had picnics in our bedroom. Um, so we, we do little things that are there for us to catch up. You know, on a Sunday, for instance, we would sit, um, the kids know, come five o'clock, we disappear. That's our time. You know, we go watch series together. We go watch whatever is on TV that we, we're finding enjoyable. So it's the little things, man. You know, going for a walk together around the estate. So for me, it's, it's, it's those little things that I found matter so much to me. And every once in a while, he will go out to go buy bread and he'll come back and he's got like flowers. He knows I love flowers. Oh. So that and you know having bought the little chocolate you know it's, it's just the little things that have made me feel like this guy absolutely still loves me we could be in the same house my phone will ring and it's him calling me from downstairs just to say i love you oh you know oh, he's a gem man <laughs> The women right now going, oh, he's a stabbing their feet. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you, you know, know, to be honest with you, Lerato, 
to be honest with you, when it comes to romance, that's a journey I've had to walk with my husband step by step because he's not a romantic type. Um, so romance never came naturally to him. I've had to literally educate him to say, these are the things that I like. I like it when you do this because it makes me feel good. Um, you know, when you, it, the little things that make me feel like you thought about me when you yeah. left the house or when you were wherever. So trust me girls it did not come naturally it's been a 10 year process girl we're like hey you want to get here brother exactly and i think this is something that a lot of women should understand um that we are women are protective of their relationships because of the investment that it is put oh, yes. in the relationship so there's a exactly there's a like Sissy, please understand you're getting in the way of how I'm feeling right now because of yeah. the investment yep. put into my relationship. But then the downside, um, when you were talking about this um, off camera, is that both of you guys are public, right? So you know, yeah. Yeah. unfortunately, people have opinions. So I know they say opinions are mm-hmm. like assholes. Everyone has one. So you're everyone has one. <laughs> <laughs> but that that also means that protection because sometimes with social media, we're all quiet. You're like, you know, this is not worth my energy. And other times, mm-hmm. you've got to just read somebody their rights. You've got to just be like, you have yeah. the right to remain silent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So how do you yeah. judge when it is time for you to say something? What, time for you to be like, actually, you're not going to talk about me or my family like that. I think more than anything, it's, it's when, it, when you're touching certain spaces that I've never shared or made accessible to the public. Um, for instance, I talk a lot about my kids on social media. You know, I, I make fun of my children all the time. And I very rarely really talk about my husband. But then if you're going to come at me like you know what is happening in my household, like you're sitting in my house with me and my husband, then we have an issue because you are crossing a boundary that I never opened up to you. Yeah. So those are those moments where I'm like, you know what, I understand that me and my husband are, you know, a public figures and I get that that generally comes with people feeling like there's certain things about me and even my relationship that they think they have ownership of I understand it I respect that but in that respect me and my relationship as well you know so that's it it's just the basics of I'm a boundaries you know know the boundaries know that there's certain uh, there's certain spaces that you're just not allowed in. No. You know? No. And so I, also, I think those, it, it's those moments when I feel like you've passed the boundary that I'm like, mm, no, really me, then, really let then. me read you your rights. And you know what I always say to people? Yeah. People always say to me, yo, I'm like, please understand. That's I fine. left a hood. The hood never left me. I made a Thank you. To get Thank out you. Of the hood. But it was exactly. me. <laughs> And but also beyond that, yeah. But beyond that, I've also realized that so often people feel like they're entitled to say stuff about our lives, but we're not allowed to defend ourselves. And I've made a conscious effort that one, 
I'm on social media by choice. I'm not forced to be on social media. I'm using my own data. I'm using my own time, my own energy, and, 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 and. And therefore, you are not going to come into my home because literally that's what you're doing via your phone. You're coming into my home and you're disrespecting me. So I'm not going to allow that. I will not be bullied on social media. I was bullied a long time ago when I was in school. At my old age, I would say, I'm oh, not going to allow a stranger to bully no. me. So I refuse. No. I refuse. Exactly. <laughs> no ways. And I think I, it's a nice segue no. to talk about social media and uh, your children. Because mm. I think you have a family uh, Instagram page, Hunting Ground, I think it is. Is it six? Am I saying yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes. it's a one. Yes, you're right. Hunting Ground. Oh, yay. <laughs> And one of the things you, you, you did <laughs> is you had a conversation with Kinelwe about should your parents look at your DMs? And her answer for oh. me was very truthful. And I understand it because in a way, when you're 13, you, that's when you're like, things are happening to you that you're, you, you might want to ask your mom about, but not necessarily have her know about but at the same time, exactly. we are older and we know the pitfalls of people that may come at children in the wrong way, you know? So, mm-hmm. but at mm-hmm. the same time, and I'm not trying to diss anyone, there are celebrities, you know, who put an emoji over their kiddies face and you know, you know, what yes. I mean? we know, we know. Yeah. So the people who are just yeah. like, yeah. My children? <laughs> I don't want anybody to see them. And, and yet, I also think there's an affirming thing for people to see how you parent. What was the thing that made you go, mm. I actually don't mind having Ginelwe and Tato talk to me, talk to people, um, and us be a family on um, uh, social media? I think more than anything, um, I don't know. I don't know if it was even a conscious decision. Um, more than anything, it's... I've realized that people are very fascinated by me and my, and my family and my household. And as much as I'd love to share a lot of things, there are a lot of things that remain with us, but then there's certain aspects of us that I don't mind sharing. One of them being how I am parenting Kinelwe, because so many people just don't understand how I call her my daughter, how we have a good relationship and she's not my biological daughter. So people still have that, how are you doing it? And this is just an insight into, it's easy. If your heart is pure and you really just want to uh, forge a good relationship with your child, that's what will happen. You will have a great relationship. It's, yeah. it's, it's just about putting in the work. The same way that you put in the, the work into a relationship with yeah. your partner, you also have to do the same thing with your children, be they biological or not. Yeah. So for me, that was a, a great platform to just show that that you just have to put in the work. And she's such a smart girl. Um, she'd wanted a YouTube page, but I was like, mm-hmm. you're not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> so because of that, I then decided, you know, let's, let's create this page, which is going to be a safe space for you. I know that even those who might want to bully you will be less reluctant to do so, knowing that I'm behind oh, the keyboard, you know? Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so for her, it was more, creating a safe space for her to be able to give her opinion and talk about issues that she feels matter to her because yeah. she drives that entire conversation 
you know? I love that. I absolutely love that. I, mm. I saw a, a, a tweet between you and Hero. We all follow each other. And um, yeah. Hero was talking about co-parenting and how it's not easy. And, um, yeah. and you, I think, commented and said, well, once everybody sort of knows what lanes they're on, I'm paraphrasing, but once everybody knows what their role is, um, then the yeah. it becomes easier. Yeah, and I know yeah. having had to co-parent for the last couple of years, that the first couple mm. of years are... <clears throat> So, so. Yeah, no, they're very tricky. <laughs> yeah, no, they're very tricky. Because you must prove yourself. Exactly. You must, you know, you're literally jumping through hurdles, guys. <laughs> you, a couple of years, hey, you, you jump know, through hurdles, eh? You, and those hurdles yeah. are also like, how much do you discipline because of, you know, non-biological, biological, but also it's your house and essentially your child. Yeah and <laughs> rules yeah. are rules. So how long did you end up, because a lot of people, I think at the beginning of, of lockdown were really struggling with the co-parenting thing because the government was like, well, mm. she now- If your child is with you, you're stuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are like, well, we want the daddy to come help also. So how, <laughs> how long did it take you to, all of you, everybody who's a co-parent to get yeah. to a groove. And do you have any advice for people in terms of how to get to that maturity stage? Because it is going to be immature for a while before it, it gets mature. True. That's true. That's true. Um, you, I'm not sure how long. Uh, I've known Gemelo since she was four years old. Um, and I got to know her for about five years mm-hmm. um and then at some point she and her me and her dad broke up and but even during that time I was still a p- very much a part of her life you know that that was something I didn't I didn't yank myself out of her life um but in terms of the process of me dealing with her mom I think on my side to be very honest it was a little bit easier because Ginello has always been staying with her paternal grandmother um, my husband's mother, since she was very, very young. So literally, it was just a matter of stepping in and this is how we're going to raise our children together. Mm-hmm. So in terms of her mom, we do have a relationship, but it's not a, it's not a hectic relationship. Yeah, you're where not sitting she in has to go. Yeah. No, 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 no. We were very cordial with each other. You know, when we, when we do meet, it's hi, hi, how are you? We're good. Um, if she wants something, she can always contact my husband because they have a far better relationship uh, than I do with her. And I respect that because in the beginning, to be honest with you, I had wanted to have a relationship with her. And I, was, I felt like I was forcing things. Mm-hmm. Up until such a time, my husband said, if the relationship is going to happen, allow it to happen naturally. And once I decided to let go, everything just fell into place. Yeah. You know, um, we, we just have our own relationship that makes sense to both of us. Um, it's not the most ideal, but it works, you yeah. know, because for me, the most important person is our daughter. Exactly. You know, as long as she's happy, I'm happy. Exactly. Um, us being friends and being Tommies and being buddies, it's so neither here nor there. No. Honestly. No, and I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. I also had to learn that. I also had to, I had the opposite of you. So I didn't want to uh, 
to force a relationship because I think that sometimes we blur the lines when we start thinking that we are friends. However, what we are is guys who are responsible for a child mm. who is in all our care. So that is the yes. star of the show. You are not the star of the show. I'm not the star of the show. True. You know what I mean? True. That is really helpful. If you are trying to force a relationship and you are co-parenting, I can tell you, you are going to struggle because we cannot. That is true. Because you're asking a person to be friends with somebody they don't necessarily want to be friends with. You know what I mean? So, and somebody that, and also I had to realize that there's also dreams that died along the way you know she had her own dreams and aspirations for this relationship with this person into whose life you're suddenly in so at some point i also had to learn that you are partly living her dreams that died along the way so i needed to respect that and say okay i'm now in this space i'm going to be a good mother as i can to your child but without necessarily making you feel like uh, I won and you lost because yeah. then you, you, you're, you're going to have a really, really tough time, you know? Yeah. So I had to respect her as much as, you know, she had to respect me being in this space now. And I think that acknowledgement also goes for the, the other woman. I think it's important to let mm. the, 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 the mother of the child get to the level of comfort she wants to get to. So I exactly. think you, you are not replacing her. I think, sisters, if you yes. think that the, the child oh, is going to you're going to replace her, you're, you are confusing the child. Don't you agree, Paul? That's yes. not what you're there to yes. do. You are a bonus mother. I agree. Not the mother. Right? I agree. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You are literally a bonus mother. A bonus you are mother. not a replacement for the mother. So that's another thing that a lot of women need to get to grips with. Just because the child is living under your roof with you does not mean that the mother does not exist. So you still need to encourage your child to have a relationship with their biological mother. Exactly. That always has to be encouraged. So sometimes people want to replace. The moment you're trying to replace, eh, you're going to have a problem. No. Because that's a, that's, that's a whole living human being. You cannot replace another human being. Exactly. Yeah. And you're confusing the child whom you love. I think exactly. uh, it's important exactly. for to feel like she can speak to you openly, but that you are not now jostling for attention with like her no. mother. You are her mother, but all of you guys, there's enough space. This is like the heart is amazing. There's enough room to accommodate exactly. um, um, everyone. And in terms of... Um, yeah your relationship with her has it gotten better with time also and her relationship with Tato as well because when i watch your videos on hunting ground i'm like wow there are so many people who want to get here <laughs> and you can't do this without the fighting and the my child your child mm. nonsense where we become a family and we're african people as african people this comes naturally yeah. to us we call our cousins brothers true. you know we say my cousin true true so this should yeah. be natural to us, but we, for some reason, like, I don't understand that yeah. mentality. So how have you fostered their relationship as well to help them understand we don't use step whatever. This is your sister. This is your brother. I think for, for, for to be very honest, um, for the longest time, I, I think it comes from me, for one, 
calling Kinelo my daughter as opposed yeah. to my stepdaughter. Yeah. I think had I called her my stepdaughter, then probably Tato would have followed suit and called her stepsister. Exactly. But the one thing that's been very clear, been made very clear in this house, the word step does not exist. You know, your brother is your brother. Your sister is your sister. I'm your mom. You know, he's your dad and that's it. So this step word, I don't understand it I, because nothing is seen to. What is a step? What is a step? What is a as step? As <laughs> no, as like no, sorry. Exactly. So I made that very very clear from the beginning that this is your sister and that's that. You know, um, she has another brother, but they have their own relationship. And to her, again, I said that is not your step brother. That is your, your brother. brother. You know, the that's same way that you have a brother in this house when you go home to visit your mom. You have another brother, and that's it. You know, so this whole step idea, I need no. understanding. And I say it's yeah, it, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's But before young there was a former boy, right? And yeah. a lot of women say, "I don't want to give up my name because my name itself." And I don't mean this in a corny way, but like I mean it, the name mm-hmm. is a brand within itself. Did you ever yeah. wrestle with that? Do I keep it? Do I not? Or am I the Tulianna? It never even, it, it, it never even came to mind. Hey, um, I I'd made up my mind that when we do get married, I'm going to be Mrs. Tulianna, and that's it. And yeah. I never even thought about it. It wasn't <laughs> even a discussion. It was just yeah. one of those where I'm like, no, I want to be your wife. I want to be wholeheartedly in it. And the one thing I made very clear to him, I said. When I do change my surname to your surname, just know that I'm rebranding myself. And in me rebranding myself, that means Ketile Ketile. Divorce is not even an option. I am like, no, bro. No. When we do this, we do this the right way. (laughs) And we do this for life. (laughs) So if we're doing this, like, just be sure. When you say, (laughs) I want you to be my wife, be sure. There is no... No, no, no. no. I'm literally rebranding. So no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not playing that divorce game. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I think, and I think you kind of echo what many other people feel now. That because people used to say, oh, parents used to get married for long and long, and we all can. It's just you have to make the decision. Yeah, because it's a journey that you walk you have to. together, right? When you commit, you commit yes. to the yes. fullness of the person. So, you know, I mean, I see my parents celebrating almost forty years of marriage, and I sit back and I'm like, "Wow, you guys have been through the most." Like, I've watched my parents go through the absolute most. I've watched my parents go through my dad losing his job and my mom being the sole breadwinner. I've watched my parents go through you know, the worry of my brother being in hospital and, and they come out and, you know, I, I find I, 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 I rub people up the wrong way. For instance, when I call my husband, my boyfriend, but that's what my parents do. You know, almost 40 years married. My mom still calls my dad, her boyfriend, you know, mm-hmm. and my dad sometimes says, Oh, Chubalaka. you know, uh-huh. for me, it's like, so that's what I want, man. I want us to jolla for the rest of yes. our lives because sometimes that's a mistake that we make. We get into these long-term relationships, you get married, and suddenly you want to emulate your parents. Why? Exactly. They live their own lives. Yep. They've had their best lives. 
Why must you emulate them? Why must you now behave like a wife? I do. Exactly. Whoa. No. Be you. No. Be you. Because that's what he fell in love with. Yes. Exactly. So how do you pour into yourself? You have so many roles. You've got like, you know, your sister Tulele, you are like a mother, you're a wife, you're a working woman. At some point, and this is something that women suffer from, you give so much to other people that you forget to pour into yourself. And it is nice to love your children and to love your husband. But before they came along, mm. there was you. And what do True. you do to, to keep Paul alive in there so that she doesn't disappear within the many roles that she has to fulfill um, as a human being? I read. I read a lot. Um, I love to take baths. I'm a, I'm a water baby, so I love to take baths. I, I'll sit in the bathtub and I'll light candles all around me and I'll watch Netflix on my iPad, you know. So I, I take those moments. And more than anything, along the years, it's taken me a while to have guilt-free me time. Because whenever I would have my me time, I would feel as though I'm taking away time from my children or time from my husband. So I've had to literally, you know, reel it in and say, it's my time and I'm entitled to this time, you know, and my husband knows on days when I'm like, mm, today I don't feel like cooking. He's like, okay, cool. I'll cook, you know? So we've also learned to have that sense of honesty. I'm, I'm depleted. I have nothing else to give. I need to, you know, rein myself in a bit. He allows me those moments. Um, the same way I allow him those moments. So I, yeah, I, I, I'm more in tune with myself now than I have been ever in my life because this has been such a difficult period where I've had to literally dig deep in order to give more of myself than I've ever given before. So I've had to say, okay, I just, I just want to lock myself in my bedroom and read a book until I pass out and it's okay. It's fine. And you don't have to be the everything to everyone all the time. And like, yeah. women do, yeah. you need to hear this. Like you need, I think women, you need to hear this. We're talking about this today with Paul because there are many of you who are pouring into other people and there is nothing left. You're operating on fumes. Please just let yourself. We go. romanticize strength. Yes, yes especially as black women, we romanticize the idea of you have to be strong. You have to be resilient. You have to be, you know, a hero to everybody. But we forget that at the end of the day, you are still human, you know, and you need to take care of yourself. Exactly. And, and I think this yeah. is not because <laughs> there is COVID. You should, you should mm -hmm. not romanticize your strength, the strong black woman. Yeah. You should not be doing that at all. Ugh. Because what that means is that it, mm -mm. it invalidates you when you are not feeling okay, when you are feeling tired and exhausted. Yes. Don't invalidate yeah. your feelings. Like, just own it. There's nothing wrong with, I'm, I'm not coping. I want to sleep. I need people to yes. take care of me. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, there's a lot that has happened over the last couple of weeks. And unfortunately, part of those things is, losing an icon like Bob Mabena, whom you work with. And mm. for me, the shock, uh, oh, yeah. 
I actually don't have the words to express it. You know, there's so many of us who were growing mm-hmm. up who listened to Bob. Me and my dad, who passed on eight years ago, used to, uh, he used to uh, drive with me in the 90s to school and we would be playing um, Bob. And he was just, he was just so amazing. He took risks. He, he rapped when he wanted to rap. You know, the jammer, he was just, he, he allowed us he, he, to see that you can just fail, but fail forward, you know? Um, yeah. What have you yeah. learned um, from this hectic time where people are losing loved ones, uh, you know, people are sick and we're all really affected by this time. I want to reiterate that there is mm-hmm. nobody who's not affected by this. So how have you True. Been facing this difficult time for all of us, you know, losing people left, right and center? It's shocking. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing that I've learned, uh, and I remember speaking to um, my bestie, who's also was good friends with Bob, and we spoke about how Friday, Bob was on air. Monday, fine, we'd heard he was in hospital over the weekend. Monday, he's out of the hospital, and then boom, Bob is gone. And you realize just how we take life for granted, eh? Because... He had had a, a meeting scheduled with Bob for the Thursday of that week. And for Bob to also pass away on his birthday was just an epiphany of, we make so many future plans. Mm. And so often we forget to live today. Hey, the present Because moment. we live so much. Yes, we live so much in the future. So my biggest takeaway from Bob's passing has been that I need to live a lot more in the present. You need to be in the moment as much as possible. Um, And another thing I've learned from COVID is to tell those I love a lot more often that I actually love you. You know, Um, that's another thing we take for granted. We assume that people know how we feel about them. We assume that they know that they are special and they mean everything to us. Yet we don't tell them. Mm. So I, I, I tell people now that, you matter to me. You know, I care about you. Just know that. I'm a lot more expressive than I used to be, even though a little less in public, in my private space, I'm a lot more expressive because I have learned these days that, you know, uh, being too expressive in public is not always a good idea. Um, (laughs) So I'm expressing less in public, but a lot more in my private space and telling, telling people that I love them and just, yeah, wanting to go out a lot more. Me too. I still can't. Yeah, exactly. And I, 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 I'll see you at level zero. I love eating out, but I'm like... Ah, uh, definitely. We're out yeah. level zero. We are getting together, but I, I, it's not. And I am going to go out more as well, because I'm like, I'm very insular. I like being at home. Um, and when I do go out, it's like those intimate things where there's like two or three of us and we're having dinner. That's what yes. I like. I'm not yes. the, yeah, you know, I think yeah. I, we used to do that back in the day. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so my last question to you is, um, knowing everything that has happened this year, and, and the, the thing about the present moment, right, is that's why I called this podcast Relevant, mm. because Relevance is about the current moment. It's about everything that is connected mm-hmm. in the right now, not in the past that has yeah. happened and the future 
that is uh, coming. It is in the now. Still to come, yeah. What mm-hmm. are you going mm-hmm. to do differently? You're turning 40 in September, and we're probably going to be in this lockdown for a little longer than we want, and we won't be able to travel for as long as we would like. Uh, certain sport activities are, are going to come back from September, so there'll be some activity. What are you hoping for yourself, for your family, and for South Africa? Like, what are you going to do differently now going forward? I want to take more risks. Um, I find that I always say the worst that someone can say is no. Yet at the same time, I'm always afraid to approach certain people. I'm always afraid to pitch certain ideas. And I've decided no more. Like I say, the worst someone can say is no. So I, I just want to be that risky person that lives to the fullest and I want to be like Bob, man. I, there's so many things I want to do that I've been afraid to do because you are afraid. What are people going to say? Exactly. Screw them. Just do you. <laughs> exactly. you <know? laughs> people will talk anyway. Whether you exactly. do the right thing or you do the wrong thing, they are going to talk. So, yeah. Um, for instance, I want a talk show. Um, not a radio talk show. I've been watching a lot of a certain... A talk show, and every time I watch this talk show, there is a voice in my head that says, "You should be doing this." Yes, I'm going to pitch that idea because I want to do it. It's it's something I've said for so many years that I want a television talk show, but I've been afraid to chase it. I'm going. I'm going for it now. And you will. I'm be going for it now. What do I want for? You'll be. I'm gonna. I. W- I want to do it so badly. <laughs> I'm so tired of seeing, I'm tired of being seen as one dimensional because another thing I've realized, once you get into sport, then everyone just assumes that's, that's it. That's your life. That's who you are. And there's so much more to me than just, you know, there's so much more to me than just being a woman in sport. And I want to be able to explore that side of me a lot more. Um, and, and laugh more, you know, um, at a point I was made to feel like, I need to be so self-conscious of the fact that I laugh a lot. And I felt, why? Why must I be self-conscious of the fact that I laugh a lot? Exactly. Anyone who has issues with someone who laughs all the time, there's something wrong with them. You are not miserable. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, miserable. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and also learning to, learning to trust my voice. Um, when I left Metro, part of the reason I was let go of is because I was told I'm too opinionated. And I've realized there's nothing wrong with being opinionated. You know, um, I need, I just need to really learn to trust my voice a lot more. Yes. And anyone who has issues with me, hi, hey, Joel, it's okay. Uzo right. Uzo Exactly. Uzo Yeah, man, I think we... Uzo Thank you, Mpo. Thank you so much. I want to say to you um, that uh, I also had a fuck it moment. <laughs> Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to cut my hair. Hey, man, I want to talk to people for a living. Hey, man, I'm going to start this podcast and maybe we'll, let's do it. You die once, but you live yes. every single day. So let's live with intention. That's true. Let's live with joy. Let's laugh a bit more. I can't wait to see you. Give you a hug. Laugh for hours and hours. Make people wonder what are they laughing about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say you no, are Shem. you are just a light 
you are a gift. You you truly are the embodiment of your name. You are a gift. We're lucky to have you. May the gods of grace keep you and protect you and your family. And uh, or at least uh, the audience member when you get the the, the show next. <laughs> done consider that done no thank you so much for having me i really really do appreciate it and and thank you for being such a great friend you know whenever i've needed that ear you always just a ah. phone call away so thank you i really do appreciate it thank you thank you <laughs> i love you i honor you and i praise you and i can't wait to see you definitely thank you so much and okay. all the best with the podcast i hope thank it grows you. into a proper show thank you you know i want to see you on netflix Yes, it, thank you. I received the blessing. Fine, Paul. <laughs> Such a great conversation with um, Paul. Remember, you can follow Paul on Twitter. It's M underscore Lutulonyana and Paul Lutulonyana on Instagram. You can also follow me, Lerato TJ, on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen to the audio version of the podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts uh, or go to my website, LeratoShabala.com to get it. But of course, if you want to see me and Paul laugh and laugh and laugh and see her, her hair be bellowing in the wind, you can go to my YouTube channel to um, see um, this episode of Relevant. I will see you soon. Please don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends and comment and let me know what you think. See you soon.